Today's episode is a update on my life, reflections on 2023, which might sound really cliche to say that this year went by really fast, but it did for me. I think it's a common experience for a time to go by really quickly. And it just seems like I have been talking about the end of the year coming so much, but to realize that as of the time of this recording in mid-December 2023, I kind of can't believe it. And time is is an interesting experience in general. I think it can feel very confusing and disorienting and everybody has their different relationships to time. And yet there's also like this cultural feeling of what time is like. It can depend on your age a lot because the older we get, the faster time seems to go. But also the context of what's going on in each of our lives. Oftentimes when we feel like we're suffering or things are really challenging, time can go really, really slowly. And often when life feels really good and a lot's going on, it just is flying by. And for me, it's been the lot the last few months, but that in itself has been really disorienting for me. And it's interesting to reflect back on how much has changed for me over the course of this past year. And I often share a lot of these personal stories on this show, especially on these solo episodes where it's just me and no guest. I also want to give context because I feel like my my brain is in a really interesting place right now. The disoriented feeling has me often thinking that I'm always leaving something behind. I'm forgetting something. And honestly, the podcast, this podcast and my private community Beyond Measure have been pretty low on my priority list, mostly as I'll give context to shortly, because I've had so many other new time sensitive things going on. And the podcast has officially hit four years, launched end of December, 2019. Beyond Measure started, I think it was June, 2020. And sometimes when we've been doing something for a while, it's easy to put those things by the wayside. It's easy to take them for granted. And I feel a bit split. You know, part of me doesn't want to take anything for granted. doesn't want to put anything on the back burner, but we never really know what decisions we're going to make until we're in certain circumstances. And that's a big takeaway that I've had the last few months. So I will share a bit of the arc of my 2023 and how things have evolved. As I mentioned, I think it was on a previous episode. I'm not quite sure I believe in things like manifestation the way that I did in the past. Although somebody in the Beyond Measure community sent me a wonderful book to read on this. My, my opinion may change, but right now, um, I feel like I've been really lucky. Earlier this year, probably in the spring, I was reflecting on on things I wanted to shift. I was setting goals for myself. I was having some dreams come up and trying to figure out how I was going to make things happen. And a lot of those coincided with 
increasing my financial situation. And I've talked about finances very openly and honestly on the show, but if you haven't heard me talk about that, I've gone through a lot of different waves. Most of my working life, I have not made a lot of money. Even at the times where I felt really successful, maybe from the outside, it looked like the things I was doing or buying, the way that I was living might have given the perception that I was in a different financial place than I actually was. Most of my career and most of my working life, I've I've been basically paycheck to paycheck. I've never really felt like I made a lot of money. Now, this, of course, is very relative. I live in Los Angeles. It's an expensive city. I work in a field where in the online world, you see people making so much money. So it's very relative. And that's why I don't share numbers because I'm not trying to make a comparison between you and myself. I also recognize I've been able to structure my finances in a way to afford a lot of things. Like my car was a huge financial stretch for me, but I made it work. And I just was very mindful about how I saved my money and allocating all of that. But I bring that up because I, I hit an interesting place financially in a couple different points over the last few years. I remember in 2020, barely making anything. And, and I, I was truly just making enough to pay my bills and get by. And I was so stressed out about it. And I remember in early 2021, there was a moment with a friend who thought that I was making a lot more money than I was. And I had to be really honest because they invited me to do some things. And I was like, I can't afford to do those things. And they were very surprised. And again, I wasn't trying to hide it. I think people just make assumptions about you based on how you live and what you do and all that. Um, and then I was fortunate in 2021 to take on some client work outside of this podcast. In fact, most of the things I do outside the podcast revolve around working for entrepreneurs, small business owners. I work for a lot of content creators. I've been very passionate about marketing and business optimization and, and just helping people is is my passion. I like I do the well-being coaching, but that's very minimal right now. Essentially everything I do involves helping somebody out with projects. And I've I've found that I much prefer that than trying to make money from my content. And this is part of that pivot too where for many years I was trying to monetize, monetize things like this podcast, but it felt at odds with my ethics and values, because I don't want this podcast, for instance, to be one big advertisement. I don't want you to feel like when you're listening, you're being sold to. And if you've been part of my content creation journey for at least a few years, you've probably heard me work on things like courses and promote affiliates and have sponsors. And I'm not opposed to any of those things, but they do require a level of marketing that wasn't always in alignment with what I wanted to do. So a few years ago, I, I really started to pivot into not focusing my my financial efforts into making money from an audience, from listeners, from viewers, from followers. That was also in alignment with my feelings about social media, where I didn't want my social media to feel like one big ad. I didn't want to contribute to this capitalistic 
world directly in that way. And over the years, I've been really thinking through what type of work I would do in general and where I was, I was playing into capitalism and consumerism and all of that and just lots of reflection. So going back to 2020, 2021, I ended up getting hired on a couple projects with some companies that I felt like were really in alignment with my values. And I was also able to make a good amount of money and and have more than just my basic needs met. I was able to save some money, which felt really good. I paid off all my credit card debt. That was lovely. And then in spring of this year, if you go back, there's there's some episodes where I talked about this. One of my clients essentially no longer could or wanted to pay me. <laughs> That's the easiest way to say it. And I lost about half of my income. And that was very stressful. I still had enough money to keep up my my way of living, but I essentially couldn't save any money. I couldn't work towards any of these big goals that I had been working on at the beginning of this year. And that was really stressful. So I started looking for other work. I have an episode uh, about a job I took in, I think it was May of this year that did not go well. <laughs> so if you're curious, uh, that episode was about being like broken up with by a client, a professional breakup. And it's, I have to say, it's always interesting when you look back on a hardship in life and you're able to smile and laugh about it. I'm, I'm very grateful for that right now because it was stressful. It was heart-wrenching. I felt really vulnerable insecure. Well, I just decided to get very creative and scrappy. And I actually joined Fiverr as a, if you're unfamiliar with Fiverr or not super familiar with Fiverr, it's a platform where essentially anybody can go and offer online services. It started mostly based around jobs where you would pay somebody $5 for something. But now you can find all different levels of people to hire. So you can do it as little as a few dollars to pay somebody to get something done for you, or you can hire people for a hundred plus dollars. And there's just basically a lot of misconceptions about Fiverr. I read this wonderful book by, gosh, I'm blanking on the name of this woman, but it's a book about freelancing. I'll link to it in the show notes of this episode in the description, if you're curious about it. And it's a really compelling read about how she generated this huge career that was very lucrative for her based on Fiverr. And I thought, what the heck, I'll give it a try. And it ended up being a wonderful choice for me. It, it Going back to my comment about how I'm not sure I really believe in manifestation, I think it was a combination of luck and effort that led me down this really interesting path for the second half of 2023. I joined Fiverr and I knew that I wanted to offer podcasting services. A lot of that came out of my feelings around social media. At the end of 2022, I personally left social media 90%. I still have accounts. I still, you can still find all my old content. I didn't delete anything. I just decided to stop posting, decided to not 
put any of my career efforts into social media anymore. But that was a challenge because in addition to being a content creator, I had also been consulting on social media since like 2009, 2010. And I thought, what the heck am I going to do as a consultant if I'm not offering social media services anymore? And then I realized I love podcasting so much and I've become very skilled given that this show has been running for four years and I have a client called Podetize that offers podcast services and trained me in podcasting. So I just started experimenting, offering like little services on Fiverr to help other podcasters and ended up meeting the most incredible people on there. So little testimony to Fiverr, whether you want to hire someone or you want to become a seller, it can be really great. And I became just like so amazed by the experiences and the people that I met on there. Alongside that, my confidence was really building in an interesting way. And even though Fiverr didn't really lead to a massive amount of money for me, unlike that book I read, um, at least not in the short period of time I was using it, it did boost my confidence and my skills in a really unexpected way. And I think through that confidence boost, I ended up pursuing all different types of work in a different way. It was like this shift in energy happened for me. And I realized how much opportunity there was outside of social media. And I want to pause there to say that my decision to step away from social media as much as possible was about a year ago. And it's really amazing when when you make a decision and you're not sure about it and it feels unfamiliar and you feel vulnerable. It's so fascinating to look back a year later about what that journey has been like. And for me, it ended up being such a great choice. I'm still in that transition. There's still so much for me to figure out. But just in a year, I was able to leave a lot of social media behind. I still do a little bit of social media consulting. My work in podcasting still has parallels because a lot of people use social media to market their podcasts. But I don't feel as dependent on it anymore personally or professionally. That's another big shift. At the beginning of this year, I was still trying to figure out how to stop using social media for entertainment and for news. And that's been an interesting journey. At the beginning of this year, I I literally felt addicted to social media. I talked about that a bunch, many episodes of first half of this year touch upon that because I was using TikTok as my source of news. I was using TikTok as my source of connection. I was using TikTok as a source of entertainment, as dopamine hits. Like I was using it on intense levels and to just cut that out of my life was hard. But now I can't even imagine that I used to do that. It just feels so foreign to me. I do miss the connection there. There are some relationships that fizzled, but it's interesting that they fizzled. And it says a lot about those relationships that they're basically non-existent because I don't use social media anymore. That makes me feel like they weren't obviously very strong and that's okay. I can let that go. None of the career or work related things uh, really seem to matter. Nobody really seemed to care that much. In fact, 
what I learned was that a lot of people admired that decision I made and felt curious about it. That's part of the reason I wanted to give an update. I think there's concern, like how do you make money if you're not on social media for those that are content creators, service providers, online business owners, there's this perception that you need social media to be successful. And I have not found that to be true, but that's mostly because I offer consulting services. So I just pivoted into my other skill sets. And I found that a lot of people want help, need help with podcasts. Then I started an interesting experiment, which is very humbling, to be honest. I decided to start applying for jobs. And I'm laughing because I haven't applied for a job in a traditional sense since probably 2010 to 2012. I stopped a lot of work for other people in the traditional sense, meaning like working a nine to five job as I used to. That ended in 2010-ish. I worked retail until 2012 and then really went all in on content creation. And that just ended up where I wasn't trying to get a job in the traditional sense anymore. I want to pause for a moment because there was a live question. I'm, I'm recording this in the Beyond Measure community. And one person asked if if I feel like there was an overlap with people who admired my decision to leave social media and the people that maintain contact relationship with me. That's really interesting. I'm going to see somebody I met through TikTok, a friend I made on TikTok I'm seeing tomorrow. And trying to think like what made that relationship sustain outside of TikTok? Because like there were friendships where we would like DM each other a ton, you know, same thing with Instagram, a lot of platforms. There was like bonding between content creators, especially when I was big on in the YouTube world and big meaning like my focus was mostly on YouTube. I had so many quote friends but it felt like we became friends because we were doing similar work and we were learning from each other and we were networking with each other, et cetera. So I think those are the relationships that fizzled because they were based on business. They were more transactional relationships versus this friend I made on TikTok who I'm seeing tomorrow. We connected because of a shared interest and that shared interest has nothing to do with social media. Certainly as content creators, there's that overlap that we have, but this person's also starting a podcast and this person, and I have like a big shared interest that we just happen to be creating content about on TikTok sometimes. So it'll be interesting to see them, but I made a conscious effort to text message them. We, we actually, I should just tell you who this person is. I don't know why I'm hiding it because they were a guest on this podcast. This is Roland from Canthropology, Campthropology. I will link to Roland's episode on here and he's a camping content creator. And so I'm connected with him because I love camping I love gear and that's his whole TikTok. So we became friends through him coming on the podcast and then continued that 
relationship through just checking in and we went camping with each other, did an episode on our camping trip in July, 2023. And we're going camping again this weekend. And, you know, it, I consider him a camping friend. He is someone that's like, I don't think of as a TikTok person anymore. So my perception of him has shifted. And I think he thinks of me as a podcaster and I might help him out a little bit with his podcast or be a guest on his podcast to be determined. So I think that is, is the big difference. Whereas there were certainly lots of people that I became friends with some, for some reason over the years, those relationships fizzled, even though we were texting each other. You know, we weren't just DMing, but we would, we would meet up in person or whatever else. And some of those relationships remain to be seen. Maybe me leaving social media has nothing to do with whether or not we remain close friends. I think what's interesting is my friends that I've known most of my life, like that I grew up with, that's a fascinating shift because they were so used to me knowing everything about their life because of what they posted on social media. Now, when I talk to them, I don't know what's going on with them unless they've told me directly, but they don't seem to mind. I think it's just like many of us are used to dumping out photos and updates and, and all that online that when somebody says, Oh, I didn't know that happened to you because I'm not on social media. It's like a surprise. I'm in the minority now of not knowing what's going on as much. I often don't know what's going on current event wise. I try to keep up a little through like email newsletters, but I'm very slow to find out changes in, in the world. And I would say right now, I really like it that way. I'm not purposely trying to be ignorant. I just don't have as much of an interest in it. And because I'm not scrolling through an app that's keeping me in the loop all the time, I just don't know. I'm not as exposed to it. And a huge part of that too, it goes back to the shifts that started happening. So I started applying through to jobs just to see what would happen. I, I didn't want to have a full-time job or even a part-time job, to be honest. But I thought it would be interesting to see what would happen if I applied for for like jobs in a traditional sense. So over the summer, I started looking at companies that I really enjoyed and seeing what type of job opportunities they had and applying for it. And I probably applied for hundreds of jobs, even jobs I didn't necessarily want. I thought, let me just put my hat in the ring and see what happens. And that was super humbling because I... It had been so long since I applied for work. I was so out of touch about what that was like. I mean, I had to update my resume. I had to work on cover letters. I had to understand how to apply for things. Like there was a whole learning curve for all of that. But also you apply for things and and either never hear back, which I prefer, or you get some standard rejection letter, which I could not stand um, weeks would go by after applying for a job. And then suddenly I get an email like, sorry, we picked someone else. And it was like, so uncomfortable <laughs> to receive that. Even if I didn't care that much, it just felt like in your face rejection, you know, but some great things happened from that. First of all, it was interesting. I, it felt like it gave me context for what a lot of people go through. It helped me understand how hard it is to get a job because I had no idea. 
So it was like putting myself in the shoes of people that I couldn't relate to. And now I'm like, wow, it's hard out there. It's hard to get a job. Um, There's so many factors that go into getting work. And second of all, I ended up getting a couple new clients through this process. So I will say that you can find all different work online. And maybe that sounds really obvious, but it's worth stating because it's not that you're just applying for a quote traditional job that's part-time or full-time. People are hiring for all different things. And I'm glad that I tried out both Fiverr, which put me in full control in a lot of ways of like my hours and the type of work and my rates and all that versus going the more traditional route. I decided to use LinkedIn. Ironically, it is a social media platform, but that's why I say 90% off social media. The 10% would be my time that I spent on LinkedIn this year just really trying to understand it and have my LinkedIn profile all set up and uh, setting up alerts for jobs. And I just spent months doing, doing that, just applying and doing some interviews. And a few months ago, something shifted. This is where that question of like, is it a universal thing, an energetic thing? Is it luck? I have no idea, but something shifted. Was it my hard work paid off? I think it's a combination of that hard work and luck where this wave of work hit me in a way I've never experienced in my life, truly. Maybe it was because I applied for so much. It was a numbers game. I got two really big clients relative for me, big in the sense that well-paying, but also well-known work. One of them, I, I won't share what all this work is yet because I don't know how long it will last. So my, my general rule is like, maybe if I make it through a few months working with a client or so, I'll, I'll be more uh, transparent about it. But for now, I won't, I won't mention on the podcast, but one of them is a, a company that I absolutely love. I got a really cool semi-part-time, but consultant-based opportunity with them. And there's all different types. There's all different ways that you can work, even with a big company. Like they will hire a consultant or a freelancer, it's usually under a 1099 tax situation, at least in the U.S. I don't know how it works outside of the U.S., but they hired me on a three-month contract, and then that has the potential of continuing beyond that. And that was super exciting, but it's required me to tap into some skills and some ways of learning and ways of communicating that have actually been really I don't know what word to use here. It's been a lot. It's been about a month since I started that work and it has zapped so much of my brain power to the point where I've had to be very self-aware. I've had to constantly check in with myself. I've had to adjust or I've chosen to adjust my schedule. I have just made so many changes in a very rapid period of time. 
that opportunity coincided with the end of my road trip, which was from August to November, 2023 and well-documented. There's like three episodes. If you, if you want to hear about all those road trip details, um, I got the opportunity while I was on the road trip and they wanted me to start as soon as I got back. So it was like, I jumped right from that road trip into this whole new way of working. And then all of this other work was happening around the same time. Another bigger client asked me to start working for them too during my road trip. And then I had a few smaller clients that I found through Fiverr that wanted me to start some work, some I was doing like demos for them, podcast related stuff, like demoing what I could do for them. I mean, it has been wonderful, but a huge, huge shift. I haven't worked as much as I'm currently working in probably 13, 14 years because I made that change to work for myself and freelance and do content work and all of that, that has always been very time consuming. But to spend all of that time doing work for other people is a very different mentality. And it's been a really interesting journey, but my brain is like, it's kind of like how you feel when you work out for the first time in a while where your muscles feel really sore and things feel really uncomfortable. And maybe you've done it before, but it's been a long time. So you're not used to working those muscles. Like that's how my brain has felt for at least a month straight. But given that some of this stuff started in like September and it's December now, it's been like three months of my brain feeling so disoriented. And thus it's been hard to do that. Plus the podcast has been hard to put my focus on beyond measure, which I love so much. And it's like juggling constantly and being in a state of gratitude and awe and wonder, like how did all this stuff happen? But also trying to figure out like, do I actually want all of this? This is the big question too, is I'm trying out I'm experimenting with so many things and that has been the goal since the spring when I ended work with one client and had this huge opening and I thought there's an opportunity for me to try out a bunch of new things. Great. I didn't expect a lot of the things to happen all at once, but that's an experiment too. And a huge part of this has been feeling a bit all over the place and messy. And it occurred to me more profoundly in the past week or so how uncomfortable it is for me and for many others to be in a state of messiness. And I realized how much I was yearning for things to be clear, for things to be calm, for things to be organized, for things to be aligned and balanced. You know, I, I was wanting all those things. There's this cultural, I keep touching my desk and wobbling my camera, by the way, my body is like reacting to the chaos as I'm talking about this. And that's a great example. Like I want things to go smoothly. I don't want to bump my camera on my computer and have things wobble, but I've been in such a wobbly place. I've been 
in chaos that I essentially chose, but yet feel very uncomfortable in. I'm choosing to work a ton, which feels odd because in the past year, I I was trying to slow down. That was my aim in 2023 was to take things slow. I thought at the beginning of this year, that fast pace was not for me. And yet all of these things, all these opportunities opened for me at once. And in order to say yes to them, I had to go really, really fast. I had to get messy. I had to step into chaos. I had to embrace the chaos. And I don't even know if I want to stay there. I don't know if I can move through it and continue on this path without chaos or if the chaos is just in the beginning. I think my hope is that I can find the smooth smoothness. I can find the balance. I can, I can come to a place where my brain feels more relaxed. Um, but there's also part of me that's thinking it might not ever get to that point. Maybe that doesn't even exist. Maybe that's something I'm just striving for. And that idea came up while I was talking with a client of mine, more on the coaching side of things that I do occasionally, who was striving for structure, who was facing overwhelm and confusion. And the thought occurred to me, that that might not actually exist, the structure that they're after. Maybe their nature is chaos. Maybe their nature is messiness and disorganization and being all over the place. And maybe that's okay. And I think the big opportunity I've had with the state of things is to embrace it more and say, maybe that's just the way things are. Maybe this is the way I am and that's okay. I also had an opportunity this week with one of my clients. I'm trying to figure out how intentional I should be with a lot of this work because I like to do a good job with things. I think most of us do, but like, I like to be very intentional. I like to be thorough, detail-oriented, I like to go above and beyond, but given the chaotic state of trying to juggle all these different things I'm doing at once, I'm not always able to be very intentional. I have to move quickly from one thing to the next in order to get everything done. And sometimes that feels really sloppy. And a few days ago, actually, I think it was yesterday, I thought I was doing this one task really well. And I finished it up. I submitted it to this client. I was like, oh, I did a really good job. (laughs) And they came back and they said, no, actually, we needed it done differently. And this thing, there was an issue here. And they like pointed out all these things that that weren't right. And I felt so much shame. I was embarrassed. And I thought to myself, gosh, this is what happens when I rush things. This is what happens when I go too fast. And I was in my head trying to think about how I could approach things differently. I realized that I I was really uncomfortable with making a mistake. I was uncomfortable with the shame that I often feel when I don't do things well, when I don't please people, essentially. 
And then it turned out to be such a great lesson because I had the opportunity to accept that I'm going to make mistakes and face a choice. I could slow down like I intended to at the beginning of this year, but slowing down would also require me saying no to more things. Instead, I ended up saying yes to a lot more, which increased my pace at a rapid rate. But you know what? There's so many benefits to that. One is that I'm getting comfortable in the discomfort. I'm not able to avoid a lot of mistakes. Like mistakes are going to happen. The more you do, the faster you move. It's just the nature of it. And it's a great opportunity to embrace that. I am also learning so much at such a rapid pace. My experience has skyrocketed taking on all of this work and I've barely scratched the surface about all the different things I've been doing, right? Like I have so much going on. I I started last week waking up earlier because I wanted to go back to yoga. So I started doing hot yoga again, which is so exciting. I haven't done hot yoga since the beginning of the pandemic and I decided I was ready. So I found a yoga studio that I can walk to and looked at my schedule and realized the only time it really made sense to me to go to class was at 645 in the morning. If you know me at all, that's very early. I tend to like to wake up between 9 and 10 a.m. But I made the choice to get up at 6 a.m. to go to this class, to get home, and get work, get into work by 9 a.m. And by get into work, meaning sit down at my desk at home. I've, all of my work is remote. And I've been working from 8 or 9 a.m. till probably 6.30 p.m. Then I break for dinner. And then I usually work again and then get into bed between 9 and 10 p.m., fall asleep and do it all over again. That schedule is really weird for me. Maybe this sounds like your average American schedule, average worker schedule. But for me, I have not done that since probably 2010. That's required me to just figure out how do I maintain my energy throughout the day? I've hit major energetic slumps. Last week, I was going to record the podcast, couldn't do it, no energy for it. It's taking me longer than ever to respond to things. I mean, like there's all of these impacts, these ripple effects to it, but it feels worth it because of the rapid learning, the rapid experience, and to bring it full circle to something I meant, I think right now I'm making more money than I ever have in my working career. I'm trying to figure out what that means for me, though. Because it's a really unusual, unsettling feeling that I didn't expect. And some of the lessons have come from not knowing what things are like until you're in it. I think I have had all these financial goals for myself, but they felt so far away. And just in the past few months, I like surpassed the financial goals. Temporarily, though, first of all, I have no idea how long any of this will last. I could record an episode a month from now and be in a very different position. Any of these clients could end. All of my work right now is essentially month to month. So 
part of the reason I'm juggling so much is because if one ball falls, I have others to keep things going. But for right now, being in this financial position, like it's, it's a very odd thing. It's also disorienting to me. I'm used to tracking every single dollar and being like so aware of my finances. Right now, I don't even have the time to look at my finances. And it's okay because I'm making enough money to be able to be in that position. And it's really strange. I'm making financial purchases that I wouldn't, wouldn't, I would normally like take so much more time and intention thinking about everything I buy. And now because I'm low on time, but higher with money, I'm able to make decisions a lot faster, but that feels really uncomfortable. It's odd experience, honestly. And it's also odd because there's this sense, there's like this little voice in me that like doesn't know if any of this is going to last. And that's really unsettling too. I think anytime you feel a sense of success, it's, it is, it's just strange. It's a strange thing. And not enough people, I think, talk about that very openly, which is why I wanted to share this kind of evolution, but the rapid change. Like I didn't expect this all to happen so fast. I didn't expect it to come to this level. And I also didn't expect to feel this way. Of course, it can be wonderful. Making more money can relieve a lot of stress. But I feel a little like sad for <laughs> the fact that I... I I have compromised a lot of time. I've compromised some intention and that's something that I'm trying to put more intention into being intentional about at the end of this year. It's like, how much of this do I want to carry forward with me into 2024? Because I don't know if this is sustainable. And now I feel like I can understand the temptation I think that comes along with certain levels of for lack of a better word success I was watching a reality show earlier today on one of my breaks and there was like a celebrity in the reality show talking about how often they work and they're always on the phone and they're always making these deals and on and on and let me tell you, that's more apparent to me than ever before, especially because one of my clients is a very successful entrepreneur who I've admired for like 10 years and super excited to work with them on their team. But that person needs a team. Now, in order to achieve what they have achieved with their career, they have like 30 people working for them. And managing all those people requires another person to hire to manage that. I mean, seeing the inside of a successful entrepreneur's life is really fascinating. I mean, I've had the privilege of working for a number of successful people in all different fields. And I've often thought that I wouldn't want that life because in order to maintain success, yeah, I guess let's just put it that way. In order to maintain a certain level of success, you have to move really quickly to say yes to opportunities. You have to make a lot of fast decisions. 
you often have to spend money to make more money. You have to hire people. It's just like, it's so much. And at the point wondering if I would rather be in the position that I'm in right now or go back to where I was before, where I was more strapped for cash, more financially tight, but time abundant. And I'm a little nervous going into 2024 of losing that time abundance, the privilege I've had of traveling for three months each year on my road trips. I hope that I will do that in 2024, but I don't know at this point. I don't know if how much I would have to give up. I don't know if I would have to leave all this. Like there's so much unknown and I don't have to figure it out now, but it is a question in my head of like, what am I going to be giving up in order to say yes to all of these things? And That's just the reality that we often don't understand until we're in a very opposite position of the things, things that you have to put on the back burner, things that you have to say no to, the compromises. There's one person in my life who I'm very close to. I won't identify them at all, but they have had long track record of, of success for themselves, most financially, career wise, all of that. And I have felt a lot of judgment towards this person because they're always tired. They are scattered. They're hard to get a hold of. They often choose work over personal things. And it really wasn't until this past month that I've understood this person because I feel like I've become that person. And it's an odd position of knowing what it's like from the outside and now knowing what it's like from, quote, the inside. I can relate to them on a whole new level. And I guess I realize you don't really know what you would do in a situation until you're presented with it. You don't really know what decisions you would make. You don't really know how it'll feel until you're there. And just like I was grateful to learn about applying for jobs earlier this year and and know how hard the job market was. I'm very grateful to know what it's like to be in this position career-wise because now I, I feel like it helps me make a more educated choice about how I want to live my life. I don't have the answer right now. I don't know if I want to continue on with this. The money is very tempting the career opportunities and the career acceleration and, you know, on and on all, there's so many perks, but do I want to basically have my entire day from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, be so consumed? I don't know. And it gives me compassion. I mean, I think about my friends and people in my life who have kids and like, they, it's a whole nother level with children, the, the dedication, the time, the effort that goes into caring for a family. There are all these different levels. You don't know. I have no idea what that's like. And the only way I could find out what it's like to be a mother is to become a mother. And then once you make that decision, it's essentially permanent. And I don't know, (laughs) certainly would not want to add a child in my life on top of of everything that I'm doing right now, but maybe having a child would feel 
equivalent to this. Like if I was a stay-at-home full-time mom, I don't know if I could commit to that's such a complicated thing. <laughs> I guess there's no way of knowing until you're in it. And some decisions are permanent and there's no turning back. And it's fascinating to experience life in different ways. And it's it's a privilege to have the choice to turn back. I could hit the demolition button at any point and just say, no, I'm, I'm better off making minimal money and doing whatever I want for the, the whole day. And it's not that easy to talk about because I don't have it figured out. I don't have the answers. All I know is my brain is in a million different places and that's, that's been hard, but I can keep it posted. If you're curious of this journey I think it's also helpful context. I'm thinking through the podcast and what that looks like. I can't imagine not doing this podcast. And I also can't imagine not running beyond measure, but I think things are going to have to change structurally. And I don't know what that looks like yet. I have to figure out my schedule and I haven't even had the time to sit down and look at my schedule and adjust it. Um, so figuring out the recording schedule, I don't, I typically have a guest every other episode. And I think starting in January, I'm going to experiment with a new format. So heads up that things may shift a little. I have an idea for it that I won't share yet, but maybe that'll be my next episode. I do have one guest episode scheduled to come out, um, but I haven't recorded with anyone in weeks because of my schedule. So I'm just trying to figure all that stuff out and give myself grace and share with you what's going on, but also give you this inside look and how my life has evolved. And I'm grateful for that. I mean, there's this interesting idea that people, once they choose a path, they stay on it, you know, and, and when somebody changes and evolves, it can be very disorienting from the outside too. So if I seem different, it's because the circumstances are very different. With all that said, I maintain my commitment to recording. I love recording the episodes live within Beyond Measure. So if you ever want to come join and hear these personal stories live in, in real time while I'm recording them. You can come join Beyond Measure. It's free. It's linked in the description of this episode, along with that book I mentioned. What else did I mentioned? A few, a few episodes of the episode with Roland. And I love hearing your feedback and your questions. Beyond Measure gives us an opportunity to chat, even though right now it's really hard for me to respond to messages and emails because that requires so much mental energy for me. And I don't have a lot to spare, but I'm doing my best. What I love is hearing from you. Even if I can't respond to you, hearing from you, I read every single, that's something I'm excellent at. I always read messages. Whether I respond to them is a different story, uh, but I do read them all. And hearing your feedback, hearing what's going on in your life, hearing what you want to hear more about. Like if, do you care about camping stories? <laughs> At least I, I hope that Roland and I were, were hoping to record on his podcast 
which I think will be all about camping. Um, I think the plan is for us to record an episode this weekend, which is tomorrow for me. And that episode I'd love to share with you. There's also a couple podcasts I was on. I have no idea. There's one I recorded a couple months ago. I don't know if it's come out yet, but occasionally I am on other people's podcasts. So one thing I want to be better at is sharing those. I'll, I'll share them and be on measure, but I also might just like drop them in the resources here and let you know, because there's a couple that were really cool. I mean, I try to only pick <laughs> cool things, but... Um, I'm always blown away. I mean, the podcast community is near and dear in my heart and helping podcasters has just been the most fulfilling line of work. So there's also the other, the other company I've been working with that I, I just hesitate to mention because I don't know. I just, there's so much unknowns with my work with them, but it's, I can't wait to tell you about them when I'm ready. So there's a lot to share, a lot to come up. And I know you're probably considering a lot of similar things for yourself. Maybe life is changing for you rapidly. Maybe this is relatable. Maybe you're wondering why it seems so odd because you've been going through all this and it seems so commonplace. I just would love the feedback. I want to know the place that you're in and I want to just hear from you. It's, it's a joy. The best place for me to do that is through Beyond Measure because it's the greatest chance that you will hear back from me. I feel so much uh, desire to respond to messages quickly and Beyond Measure. So I really do my best there. LinkedIn is another place if you ever want to DM me. I also am very slow to respond to things on LinkedIn at this time, but that's, that's the best place if you want to direct message me and you don't want to join Beyond Measure. And lastly, email works, but email is the the worst place to reach me. I basically, I read every message and then forget about it. And I think to myself, I'll respond to this. It probably won't happen. I'm just being honest. You can always try. So I want to give you some different options for reaching out to me, for getting in touch, because I do care and without social media, it just changes everything. So that's it for now. Speaking of camping, I'm going to go get ready for my camping trip. I got, I'll share really quickly a couple little minor updates. I got a new tent for, because of my financial position, I decided this year that I was going to kind of buy myself a bunch of like Christmas presents and take advantage of special holiday deals. So I got an amazing deal on a tent during Black Friday. And it was like my dream tent. So I'm going to be trying that out for the first time tomorrow. I'll, I'll let you know more details about it once I use it. I got a new computer. I kind of was forced into that. My old computer broke down. And I'm so grateful that that happened during a time of financial abundance because computers are expensive. Um, and for my camping trip, I'm going to try out. I also got a new bike which is a hybrid, meaning it's electric and it's a foldable bike. And there was an amazing sale on them, essentially half price on this really cool bike that I would love to geek out on on a future episode, but I'm going to try taking it camping. I don't know if I'll even use it, but I'm bringing it with me anyways. <laughs> and so this bike 
folds in half and allows you to like put it in your car so you don't need a bike rack. And I'm so, so excited about that. I bought a lot of camping gear in the last year and I'm just excited to, to like pack all up all my stuff and take it out on the road and hang out with Roland. And maybe I'll geek out about all that on his podcast if we end up recording it. So stay tuned for those details. Thank you for listening. I really would love to hear your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your whatever you want to share with me. And if I don't, I'm wishing you all the very best at this time of year. So we transition from one year into the next and all the reflections and the considerations and changes and evolutions and plans and things that don't go as planned. It's just kind of a chaotic time, no matter what, what is going on in your life. So I wish you the best with this and I will be back with another episode sometime soon. I'm still figuring out that schedule, but just keep an eye. You can subscribe and get notified, or you could just come back and check it out and see what's next. (laughs) Bye for now.